station, but we're here for a real education. Oh, welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick, joined, as always, by my co-host, movie blood sucker, Melissa Kersher. Hello! <laughs> and movie blood donor, uh, what? Jenna, Jenny um, Young. Hi. Hi. I got an A-plus on my blood test. Uh, me too. Me too. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, so we are here today to uh, watch the movie... Horror of Dracula. Dun dun dun. That was uh, a blood sucking sound. I I I think you're doing it wrong, Tim. So Jenna. Yes. Jenna. uh, Yes, Tim. We talked a little bit about this movie on the last uh, podcast that we did, which you weren't on. I wasn't. So you probably have no idea uh, (laughs) why we even decided to watch this movie next. But why don't you tell us what you know about Horror of Dracula? Um, well, I've actually read the book, uh, Dracula. Nice. So, you know, I've, I've got Boom. Some, some, some book background going into this. Yeah. I don't know how much it does or doesn't, uh, uh, follow the book, but, um, I'm assuming there's a vampire named Dracula in it. I, hmm. j- just a crazy guess. Okay. That's um, a good, good assumption. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And uh, I believe uh, Horror of Dracula, that's... um, Something. I got stuck. I got... uh, My brain. Okay. Horror of Dracula Um, is... uh, Peter Cushing, isn't it? And Christopher Lee. Yeah. All right. Yes! Okay, Got so it. I'm just going to say she knows Peter Cushing is in it because somebody let that slip. Uh, I actually knew that before. In the entryway. No, I'm not going to accept that. Oh, whatever. Gonna, oh, whatever. Yeah, then where did I pull Christopher Lee from? I don't know. Maybe you listened to the last podcast where we mentioned. I don't listen to the podcast. Christopher Lee, who was in Hugo, the movie we just watched, mm-hmm. which was one of his last films, mm-hmm. uh, is also in this film, which is not one of his first films because Christopher Lee made a nearly insane number. Number of films in his lifetime, hundreds. I I don't I don't know. But wasn't this like one of Christopher Lee's like first or like? No, it's an er, it's an actually. It's a major breakout role. It's a major breakout role, but I mean, in this movie, and I I I haven't looked this up, but I'm just thinking about how old he looks. You know, in this movie, I'm pretty sure he's in his mid to late thirties. Yeah, if I remember right, both uh, both Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing got kind of late start in their careers. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean he'd he'd been making movies and obviously he's British so he'd been acting in the British theater I'm sure mm-hmm. for for many years. Sure. Uh prior to this. So yeah, it it has Peter Cushing and it has Christopher Lee which means that we have in uh this film some really important Star Wars connections. Mm-hmm. Um Peter Cushing of course Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars episode 4 A New Hope. And Christopher Lee played some character none of us care about. Mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> One of the prequels. Count. He was. He was. Uh, to be. Uh, he. I know. He was Count Dooku, and he was in both episodes two and a little bit of episode three. Just say so, he's Saruman and move on. And he is also Saruman, which. <laughs> Yay! And and also a charming uh, bookseller in Hugo, which. Yes. Uh, Jenna still has not seen. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
I think we should talk. Uh, we'll probably talk a little bit more about it afterwards. But yeah. this is a film from Hammer Studios, which mm-hmm. is an English studio that's specialized in horror. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have we seen any Hammer films? I think I don't think we have. I don't think we have. I think this is our first Hammer film. They yeah. were uh, really prolific, and one of the reasons uh, Christopher Lee has made as many films as he has is because. Yeah. He was a regular feature of Hammer Films. Yes. Nice. Um, so Yeah, he was one of their stock players, and Hammer Films cranked out the movies. <laughs> yeah, they... They, they, they made they, them fast and cheap, but uh, they, they don't look terribly cheap. So they're all like like the the horror of Dracula and the, the scariness of Oogie Boogie Man. And yeah, the, and the, the, the Curse of the Werewolf and, yeah. you know, the horror... Uh, Horror Frankenstein, the, the evil of of evil uh, of Frankenstein, Evelyn. yeah. And, uh, the, you know, the and then eventually, you know, they're all like lesbian vampire movies and yeah. They the, the, oh. so so uh, you know so, um in yeah they, wow. they they get into some what one might describe as schlock horror. Yeah, uh, but but in, the, in in the later years, this yeah. is this is the early years of the studio that we're watching. Um, yeah, this and, is was one of their big breakout movies. So, this is like pre schlock. Yeah, um, the Hammer had been made, had started, if I remember right, just pulling out of the top of my head, kind of in the 1930s, 1940s, doing some British noir sort of stuff, dabbling, and then eventually dabbling into sci-fi, and then Horror of Dracula was their big entry into horror, and it's pretty much where they became known for horror, and and they became known for like these big lush. Um, well, not they're not quite lush because you can tell they're done a little bit on the cheap, but you know they're kind of like period costume dramas because they oh. just kind of have this this big uh, assemblage. Yeah, they they okay. have uh, spooky castles at their behest, and they have lots of costumes. Yeah, I mean that's the nice thing about being yeah. in England. It's like you want a castle, Pfft, we got a yeah. couple yeah, of they're those. They're all over. They're they're yeah. they're a few few hanging <laughs> out. You can you can put somebody in, uh, you know. And Hammer has experienced actually something of a resurgence in recent years with yeah. a couple of new movies, uh, The Woman in Black, mm-hmm. uh, a, f- a few years ago. But anyway, so they're a. F- they're they're really I think a strongly influential studio at yes. this time in what they're doing and in 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 and you see this this brand of horror which is going to translate into a lot of other European filmmakers, mm-hmm. especially in Italy and then a lot of seventies horror in America. Um, so this film is influential for that reason, and we should probably stop talking about yeah. that now because we'll probably get into it a lot more after the film. Uh, right now we're going to go off and watch horror. Of Dracula. Yay! Yay! In borderland raids, they came in their hordes, ransacking villages, taking the spoils, with nothing to lose and possessions few. Bold, sturdy, fearless, and cruel. And we are back. Vampire ladies have been staked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the corpses of coachmen have been basically ignored. <laughs> <laughs> and poor coachman. Christopher Lee has uttered nary a thing and yet stolen <laughs> the entire movie. Yeah. So uh, this is your first watching, of course, Jenna. Yes. I, well, I mean, almost every movie that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This is your first watching of, uh, of Horror of Dracula. What are your thoughts? Um, I love the evil sexualization. 
I I love the way every time he goes in for a bite, whether it's a dude or a chick, mm-hmm. like, like there's just uh, this this mm, like delighted t- just tension of like ah, it's wonderful. I love and it. How about that scene where Mina comes out with the, the green cape and the, the, oh, the yeah. first stole right around her neck? Yeah. And she she looks like she just got so laid. Yeah. <laughs> She's right? like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's just such a wonderful morning. <laughs> what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chilla, dude. <laughs> new vibrator? New batteries? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Hey, well, yeah. you know. Well, She's, I mean, they talk she, about she, it like being on drugs. Yeah. She's um, English at a time where the English were not all that into uh Sex, mm-hmm. or so, or at least or so, about or so yeah. Yeah. that they were interested in sex, which uh, you know the novel Dracula I think is a little bit about that repression. But, oh, it uh, is. Oh, totally. And so it obviously comes out in this film. I think one of the most interesting things about this movie is if you know the Dracula story, what it does is it gives you the beginning of the Dracula story, and then about. Ten minutes into the movie, it's like, oh, that's not. This isn't really that story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this ain't Bram Stoker's Dracula. Wee! Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, it was. I'm. I honestly thought it was going to be way further from the book mm-hmm. than what it ended up being, and it was still like not, not the 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 story, but. Um, it it definitely had a lot more of the elements that I expected. Like I expected, okay, maybe like as we started with Harker, I was like, oh, oh, neat. Neat. We're at least gonna start with this dude, um, but then like it actually tied in Lucy and, and everybody else, and I was like, oh, nice. But it didn't have like some of the other elements that that went into it, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. The the relationships of the characters are all different. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Jonathan's there to kill Dracula instead of sell real estate, which is right. infinitely more interesting. Well, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, th- there there are a whole bunch of things that change like that, but. And yet the story still hits those beats. Yeah. Yeah. That that's like, yep, here's the you know, we're gonna find the coffin now and you know, they're gonna save you by putting mustard flowers in your or garlic flowers in your room and Yeah. <laughs> and then the maid takes them out and you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah, it seems like, you know, having a conversation with Mina was a good idea, but perhaps, just perhaps, he should have had the same conversation with the maid. Um <laughs> Like, you know, no, if you listen to her, she will die. Mm-hmm. Boom. You know, if, just... if it's that big a deal, you might yeah. want to make sure everybody's in the loop. Yeah. 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 Information yeah. Is, is power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is notable. Uh, I, I know that you have some uh, trivia as well, oh, Melissa, yeah. and this probably touches on some of it. It's notable that uh, Christopher Lee in this iconic role, and he will go on to play Dracula several more times in Hammer Horror films, and I know, I know it <laughs> seemed like Dracula was dead at the end of this movie. Oh, yeah. But uh, no, no, Dracula Dracula never stays dead in Hammer Horror films. If, if, as soon as they needed another Dracula film, well... They found a way to uh, to bring Dracula back. Somebody they breathe a, in the dust. They did a good job, I think, uh, over the course of the of the films. Of they would always come up with some some way to connect it back to the the ending of the last film. Oh yeah, oh, nice. and in a way that we do, they go. Oh, by the way, uh, this thing that happened right at the end of the last film. That's why he's not dead. So I think, for instance, at the end of this film, we see the ring, the ring. in the final shot, and I'm pretty sure that that ring has something to do with why Dracula is not dead. Mm-hmm. at the beginning of the next film. But anyway, it's notable that Christopher Lee in playing this iconic Dracula role has some lines at the beginning of the movie and never speaks again. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he has a total of 13 lines, which I believe is the same number of lines that Mel Gibson has in The Road Warrior. <laughs> yeah. And I think, if I remember right, Lee only speaks to one person, and that's Jonathan. Jonathan Harker you know, at yeah, the beginning never... of the film, and after that he hisses and, and gr- snarls and, and yeah. goes in for some sexy time biting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much... It's all body language, Tim. It is. Body language. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is. Yes. Uh, and then Peter Cushing, of course. I don't think most moviegoers know Peter Cushing as anything but... Graham Moff Tarkin. Graham Moff Tarkin. Yeah, I, I think you're probably correct. Unless, you know, if they if they know films of the 50s and 60s, British films of the 50s and 60s, probably know him. He was in a lot of them. He was in... He was in hundreds of movies. And was he, he was uh, he was he and Lee pretty much did the the Hammer. Van Helsing uh, Dracula roles in every I well, think. Well, yeah, well they did 29 films for Hammer alone what? together. Aww. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. That's the wrong number. I, I, I read the wrong number. Twenty nine films is the number that Terrence Fisher made for Hammer. Terrence Fisher being the dire- director of this movie, okay. he made twenty nine films for Hammer. Cushing. Oh, maybe I didn't write down how many they did together. <gasps> oh well, they did. Um, well, I'm sad. Well, they were best friends, pretty much. You know, once they met, they were very, you know, happy being friends for the rest of their lives. Um, let's see. Yeah, they they both wound up in a 1948 production of of Hamlet with um, Laurence Olivier Sir. in the West End. And Sir I don't I don't know if they actually time. met while doing that project, but um, that was like their first encounter, like on stage, and then. Um, they both did TV through the 50s. Like, Peter Cushing was so ubiquitous on um, British TV that some comedian said of him, do you know what TV is? Peter Cushing with knobs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> he was on TV so often. You just, you just tweak, tweak Peter Cushing and you get a different show. But, yeah. Um, oh, man, I can't believe I didn't write down how many films they did together. It I'm was failure. a bunch. Yeah, I totally upset. They did a lot. I, d- I do know that Michael Gow, who played Arthur in this movie, did ten films with Christopher Lee. Oh! I believe most of, most of them for Hammer. Um, I'm sorry, Michael Goff. Michael Goff. I mispronounced that. I, I'm yeah. used to pronouncing it Michael Gow. It's Michael Goff. Michael he, Goff, whom some people would know from the uh, Tim Burton Batman Yeah, he films. was Alfred... In all four Tim Burton Batman films. Well, only two Tim Burton Batman films, and they were the two absolutely horrible ones that weren't his. Oh, I'm sorry. In the, anyway. In the Burton series. Yes. I, I like to scrub the other two from my brain. Yeah. It's, it's best. Yeah. It's best. <laughs> but yeah, Mike, Michael Goff uh, being very tall and handsome in this movie. Mm, um, yeah. 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 Yeah, I can't believe I didn't write down how many movies that we I'm doing a I'm doing yeah, a web search. Sure. You find that, man. I am I'm offended by myself. I, I can't. But the point is, they were in a lot of yeah. films together. They were in a ton of films. How are you together. supposed to be the movie bloodsucker? I know. If, if you don't write these things. Twenty two. Twenty two. Twenty two. I knew it was a huge number. Christopher okay. Lee and uh, Peter Cushing carrying pairings. Yeah, yeah they. Uh, um, Okay, I did look up the timeline. I had my timeline a little off when I was talking in the intro. Curse of Frankenstein was actually the first movie where they were both together in Hammer Films. Okay. Um, That came out like a year before this one. Um, Cushing was playing uh, Victor 
Frankenstein, and uh, <laughs> and Christopher Lee was playing the monster. Sure. And Christopher Frankenstein was the big hammer hit that oh, okay. was well was a big hammer hit. It was it like broke box office records? Uh, it was internationally renowned by fans because uh, people liked it. It's like, ooh, this is actually bloody and gory. This is kind of exciting, and uh, critics weren't so thrilled with that, but. Uh, what do critics it, know? Since it made a lot of money, they followed it up right away with Horror of Dracula, which did even better. Nice. Yeah. And, oh, good and job, so ever, guys. Ever since then, you know, Lee and Cushing were kind of staples of Hammer because they they were money making machines. Yeah. And they well, were almost that worked. They were that almost, worked again. Yeah. Well, and again fuck. and again. Do it again. And, again. <laughs> and we are so happy for it. Um, and they were often opposite sides you know one was the protagonist one was the the villain so nice yeah yeah so even though they, but they were, got to trade off like i think they did get to trade off a little bit um i believe most of the time cushing was the good guy okay uh christopher lee he, he you well, know I mean, he was yeah enormous. he's so tall he's so tall oh he's my very God. imposing he's a very good villain uh, he's like six foot four Fine. Yeah, he was yeah. a big, big man. Like there are some of those scenes. Uh, I was wrong, by the way. The he was he. Uh, while uh, Lee played Dracula a lot more times, Cushing did not play Van Helsing mm-hmm. yeah. in in the in the films that followed. So okay. anyway, or in, in most of them. Mm-hmm. So, but they did appear together a lot. A so, lot. Yeah. A uh, lot. And 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 of course, both ended up on the dark side of the force. So that makes well, sense. Yeah. You know Obviously. because if. Duh. If Cushing was on the dark side, they were good friends. He was ultimately going to seduce uh, Christopher Lee over to the dark side, although technically, chronologically, it would have been Lee seducing... Anyway, the point is... <laughs> it's all about sex. There's dark side yeah. and seduction. Come on. Yeah. That, that's all you need. Sexy, sexy, dark side. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christopher Lee was apparently paid 750 pounds for his work on this movie. Huh. And it made over $25 million. Well... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there might be a so, reason that Christopher yeah. Lee made a lot of movies. I mean, yeah. Hammer was a cut-rate studio. It doesn't, oh, yeah. it didn't pay, you know, a lot. They were, they were doing things on the cheap pretty oh, much yeah. the entire time. You know, Christopher Lee strikes struck me. He he passed away just last year. Yeah, uh, at the age mm-hmm. of ninety-three. Yeah, having made movies up until basically he could physically no longer. Yeah, do so. He he released um, a metal album <laughs> within the last year and a half. Wait, what? Yeah. He, he made a metal album. A heavy metal like, a album. A heavy metal band. What? Called him up and said, hey, Christopher Lee, will you be on a metal, heavy metal album? And he said, yeah. It's about oh Charlemagne. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a concept album about ever. Charlemagne. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> and it is, it is the most metal thing ever. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my <And> God. He, <laughs> But he clearly loved acting. Oh, he adored it. He did, and it was. He would. It seems like if they called him up and said, "Mr. Lee, we'd like to make a movie, and we can afford to pay you enough to get here and film your scenes," he would say, "Well, I don't have anything going on this weekend anyway," uh, and he would just do it. He was um, some of the more interesting stuff about Christopher Lee. I mean. I, I don't imagine we'll be watching the Lord of the Rings movies as part of a real education unless you seen know them. we have a stunt Jenna because yeah. mm-hmm. because Jenna's seen them. But um, Christopher Lee was 
legendarily a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. Yeah. He when I mean when it, when he he probably would have paid Peter Jackson <laughs> to, to be, be in, the in the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> That's how much he loved the Lord of the Rings and and in like the extras he talks about the fact that he reread the Lord of the Rings every year. Yeah. Oh wow. Every year. Yeah, for he, decades he did that. He he did it for de- he spoke elvish. Yes. Because yes. because J.R.R. Tolkien <laughs> created a language, he created Elvish, and Christopher Lee had learned that false, that fake language. Just as <laughs> just as Star Trek fans learned Klingon, Klingon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Christopher Lee spoke Elvish, and it's actually there. There, I I don't know. I was when I was watching the Fellowship of the Ring extras, and there'd be interviews with Christopher Lee, and he would just break into. Elvish from the books that he knew <laughs> by rote, the, the, not I mean, but he knew oh by God. entirely um, by memory, and and it was uh, it was pretty amazing. So in addition to being a great actor, he's a huge nerd. He was also some and huge, literally uh, just a giant, <laughs> giant, a giant huge of a man. <laughs> so why don't we uh, talk a little bit about the director since you brought up that yeah, he directed little, I, 29 films. I didn't dig up a whole lot about Terrence Fisher. I pretty much just know him from his uh, reputation as being this this British director who just directed a crap load of stuff for um, for Hammer films. And uh, yeah, he, he did Curse of Frankenstein. He did uh, Horror of Dracula. I believe he did um, Curse of the Werewolf, which is the Oliver Reed as a were- werewolf. One, um, which it has a lot to recommend it. I believe it. Uh, there was it, like Curse of the Mummy, or I can never remember which. Oh my god! What, what uh, 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 iterations of the phrasing are in each of these titles? <laughs> but the Mummy one uh, also has Cushing. And, and well, and uh, a lot of the time, uh, the the names of these films were changed for American release. So yeah. in England, the hor- horror of Dracula was just Dracula. Right. But they are. But the the Bela Lugosi um, version of Dracula from Universal was still playing in theaters in America, even mm-hmm. though it was years later. But of course. Oh. Stuff plays in theaters a lot. Played in theaters a lot longer at the yes. time because that was the only way you could see it. Yeah. So they had to change the name. It was Curse of Frankenstein, by the way. Yeah. Curse of Frankenstein. Curse of Frankenstein. Horror of Dracula. Dracula. I believe it's Curse of the Mummy. It just says the Mummy or here. It might be just the Mummy. Something of the Mummy. There's Brides of Dracula. Brides of I mean, Dracula. he did. He did all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. And uh, it's. <laughs> It's it's um, this kind of movie making. I you don't see it very much anymore. Mm-hmm. These these smaller houses that were able to produce. I mean, uh, another good example of a of a movie house that that kind of produced this kind of low budget but quality stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't this isn't crappy stuff. This is just movie houses that are producing as cheaply as they can mm-hmm. um, while still employing good actors. Of course, it doesn't hurt <clears throat> that you're in England and everybody in England wants to be an actor. Right. Uh, so there's a decent chance of finding some good ones. But uh, like Toho Studios was producing the yeah. Godzilla films, which were extremely cheap. And they produced a lot of other uh, stuff that was really, really low budget uh, weird science fictiony stuff mm-hmm. coming out of Japan. At the same time, they were also pr- producing Akira Kurosawa films. Yeah. Um, and Hammer, Hammer was another another house that did that. And the nineteen, you know, this is nineteen fifty eight. Um, 
I think is that right? Nineteen fifty. In nineteen fifty eight, yeah. yeah this and, is uh, nineteen fifty eight. This was this was a time when horror wasn't big either. Yeah, like horror was kind of big in the thirties, and then it ebbed away during World War II because nothing's scarier than Nazis, and um, <laughs> and it, usually people credit Hammer Studios for bringing horror back into oh, movie nice. theaters in a big way because um, this was pretty much all new when moviegoers saw it you know it's like wow there's actual blood on there and it's kind of gruesome and kind of violent yeah I mean, the, the, the scene where Lucy is staked and even though it's just a little little bit of bubbling blood it, mm-hmm. it freaked people out yeah that was that was new <laughs> you know okay the opening with the Dracula and then the the red paint dripping on the Dracula I was like oh but well, yeah, well, yeah the rest of it I was like woo yeah so. they hadn't figured out the carrot syrup blood thing yet. Yeah. yeah, they were just using paint. But at the same <laughs> it took, time, it took a while. You know, but again, at the same time, for you when, know, if they're when, new pioneers in that when the film is being produced, mm-hmm. that red paint was blood, and people were like, "Oh my god, it's covered in blood!" Yeah, and and they freaked out and they screamed and they ran from the theater and no, they no, didn't. No, I don't. No, no, they didn't. But no. but but they sure did pay money to go see it. <laughs> they sure did pay money to go see it, and it was extremely popular and uh, <laughs> I brought gave rise to a lot of. You know, like I say, there was a lot, a really big renaissance of horror, and again in the '70s. Mm-hmm. You know, this is when I, this is when that was when a lot of the horror directors that that became pretty notable in the '80s were lear- were kind of learning their craft. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of very, a lot of Italian film that that takes inspiration yeah. from the Hammer horror films. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Hammer horror films hit, and then Night of the Living Dead hit over in the United States. If, you know, not too many years later, and from there, that's when the Italians went, "Let's put a lot of gore and uh, and zombies in things, and then people will watch them." So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what else do you have on your little trivia sheet there? Oh, Melissa? I got a bunch of random stuff. Yay, um, random stuff. <laughs> uh, Christopher Lee. Uh, was also a Bond villain. Sir Christopher Lee, we should Sir say. Christopher Sir Lee Christopher Lee was royalty, um, or at least he was knighted. knighted. Yes. Um, he was a Bond villain. He was Scaramanga in, uh, in Man with the Golden Man Gun, the Golden which Gun. means he was in Bond, he was in Star Wars, he was in Lord of the Rings, and a whole bunch of Hammer films. Which means... Um, you know, he has something like 230 films to his name. But he has, he has serious nerd cred. He has serious nerd cred, and his monies have made more money than any other actor in history, including, like, Harrison oh. Ford. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, <laughs> of, course, of course, that is, that, then, then you have to say, okay, but uh, that is Star Wars episodes one, two, and three. Well, yeah. two and three. Two he was in episodes two and three. That's all three Lord of the Rings films, yeah. mm. which were pretty high. You know, and the, uh, the interesting thing is that at the time, the at the time he was a Bond villain, Bond films weren't making the kind of money they're right. making now. Right. Uh, they, they were, they were kind of a, what do we want to say? They were a really good, solid moneymaker for the studio that was producing them, but they weren't making anybody super rich. Right. Um, right. Have, we have to do a Bond film at some yeah, point. Yeah, we totally do. we got to figure out which one's... Uh, I've, I've, I've seen a decent amount of the newer ones, so... Oh, we can... Oh, we there can are so old. many not newer ones. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> yeah. I know. So I many know. not newer ones. And I own them all. <laughs> you know, uh, then, but, but, not, but beyond that, Christopher Lee is a step-cousin of Ian Fleming. <laughs> no. So he, he really is related to Bond. Oh, there you go. 
<laughs> oh, that's lovely. <laughs> a step cousin. A step Hot damn. Cousin. I'm impressed. Uh. Um, also, if uh, there's a website out there called the Oracle of Bacon, uh, which is a computer program that helps you determine how many steps away Kevin Bacon is from oh, any other actor in moviedom. Um, the the actually the most the most connected person on Oracle of Bacon is Christopher Lee. Well, I mean, he would be. He's got so many yeah. films. I mean, you would you would think that that yeah. He he is a a hub. He is a nexus of of <laughs> bacon. <laughs> yeah, the dude. The dude I want to be a bacon nexus when I grow up. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking. It's amazing. He was in an episode of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, so he's connected to the uh, to Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Mm-hmm. He played Sherlock Holmes. He he, he he played three different roles in. I believe it was him. Yeah, I believe he played three different oh. Sherlock Holmes roles. And too. he was in the Three and the Four Musketeers. Yeah. As as uh, Roquefort. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, just. <laughs> You know, you look through the stuff that he did, and you're just like, Christopher Lee is one of those names that if you don't know him as a movie fan, you know. You really should. You really should. because And, and that voice. He was that in voice. 1941. <laughs> he was in 1941 with Toshiro Mifune. With Toshiro Mifune. <laughs> of all people. And Slim Pickens. Oh, God. That movie. Oh. That's not a movie. We're not, no. No, we no, we're, we're so not touching we that. With we it. don't have to nope, do that movie. No, no, no. No, no, good. Right. No. But um, we can move over to Peter Cushing, who was also Doctor Who. Yes, <laughs> we can. Yes. We can. I, on and on it goes. All right. So have we have we covered Michael uh, Christopher Lee, I mean, in uh, enough uh, yeah, detail? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, uh, Christopher Lee's birthday was May 27th. Vincent Price's birthday was May 27th. <gasps> Yay! Peter Cushing's birthday was May 26th. Oh. oh, by the way, by the way, Christopher Lee also played Mycroft Holmes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, he, he played Mycroft. He, play, he played um, Sherlock. He played one other Holmes role, and I can't remember which one it is. Maybe a villain. I yeah, well, remember. I mean, it just, but yeah. it just goes on and on. And believe uh, Cushing also played a bunch of Sherlock roles, too. <laughs> yeah, well, they were, they were in the Hound of the Baskervilles, uh, yeah. the Hammer Hound of the Baskervilles. Uh, together. Which is whoa, 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 whoa. They were in a Hammer film together? I'm confused. Yeah, I know. Kind of hard. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Hammer sure. and Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> whoa. Which it, which, it's actually kind of sad. The, the Hammer Hound of the Baskervilles isn't all that great. Aww. So it you know, disappoints me. And I, I, while this is completely off track, I have yet to see the Hound of the Baskervilles done well. Yeah. Yeah. In every single... I, I mean, mm. it's like... The, the BBC Sherlock series, which I love, the Hound of the Baskervilles episode is easily the worst. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not bad, but easily the worst. In the, uh, in Wait, the, which breaks my heart because every other episode of that thing is phenomenal. Is, is phenomenal. Yeah. In the series uh, in the 80s that they, uh-huh. they show, oh, what was the actor that played Holmes? I'm losing his name. Oh, uh, in but the he 80s? Was, he, was, he was amazing. Um, you, you you mean the BBC, not the BBC one. The BBC one. Oh, the, that Jeremy Brett. Yeah, Jeremy Brett. Who's phenomenal. Who's phenomenal. It's a great series. And then they went and they did a standalone Hound of the Baskervilles. It's awful. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Th- nobody can do <laughs> the Hound of the Baskervilles. At, at least the Hammer Hound of the Baskervilles is watchable. <laughs> I will say that. I will say that. Um, so anyway. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> by the way, by the way, dear listeners, um, if you get into Hammer films, one of their one of the most delightful ones, one of my favorites, is called Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter. Oh yes, <laughs> which, which is basically what? made by the the people who made the Avengers TV series, the, you know, uh, Steed and Peel, that that whole thing, huh. and it is one of the most bizarre vampire hunter films ever, and it's a dark comedy, and I love it. So anyway. So anyway. Anyway. Uh, moving on. Do we have any more about uh, Christopher Lee? Um, no, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm okay. pretty good. All right. Uh, and uh, so I think probably now that we've gone super tangent crazy, <laughs> uh, it's time to bring ourselves back for final thoughts. Yes. So Jenna, what are your final thoughts about Horror of Dracula? Um, I liked it. There you go. Yay! <laughs> I'm I'm actually like I I uh I want to own the pretty dresses because there were some very very pretty dresses there that were. Uh, the the lady of the house wore some she high necklines. Mm-hmm. There were high necklines, um, but there huh. was also a lot of lace. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of uh, bodice tuck. There was there was a nice jacket ensemble. Yeah. So you know, lovely dresses. Yeah, and later, Hammer, you get uh, heaving bosoms as well. Oh. Many heaving bosoms. Lots a heaving, of heaving bosoms. There's the heaving bosoms at the beginning of Dracula. Yeah. The, with, the, with the Dracula's wife or whatever oh, sure. she is yeah. character. But, uh, but yeah, that they, goddess-like thing. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much then, they, then the bosoms cease to heave for the rest mm-hmm. of the film. Yeah, once uh, Hammer figured out they could get away with heaving bosoms, too, they put plenty of those. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right, Melissa. Giving bosoms and red paint. <laughs> bosoms and lots of red paint. Melissa, final thoughts. Uh, Peter Cushing was apparently just the sweetest of gentlemen. And uh, when when Carrie Fisher appeared with him in Star Wars, she had a hard time freaking out, you know, had a hard time acting her role as somebody who she was scared by Peter Cushing because he was apparently just the nicest guy offset. Oh, yay! <laughs> in fact... And this and this is it. This is about the only place we can put this trivia. When and although this doesn't say he's a sweet guy, it's still amusing. Apparently, the the, the boots that he was expected uh-huh. to wear as Grand Moff Tarkin were horribly uncomfortable on his feet. So whenever you can't see his feet in a shot, he's wearing fuzzy bunny slippers. <laughs> yes. I knew that one. I knew that. <laughs> he, he totally destroyed the. <laughs> he destroyed a planet wearing, wearing slippers. bunny slippers. Yay. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Also, also, he was um, a very accomplished artist. He was a very, very talented uh, watercolor painter. Oh, and nice. there was, you know, back before he was doing a bazillion movies for Hammer, he, there was like one year he didn't have much money. So for Christmas for his wife, he just took a swatch of fabric and he painted a little, like, portrait on it or something yeah. like that and gave it to her. And uh, she showed it a few years later to a friend of hers who was like a, a textile manufacturer and that person went oh my goodness he's great and so while also acting he was also a scarf designer for a while oh I just yeah, fascinating. Yeah, I see, yeah. Into that. That's Peter fantastic. Cushing and Christopher Lee. We could. I, oh my oh, god. Yeah, they, they, there, there, should be dozens of biographies about both men. Fascinating gentlemen. But uh, so my final thought is to say that our next movie. We've been circling around the next movie for mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we watched Ed Wood mm-hmm. uh, a while back, and then we watched this movie. And I think it's time we finally uh, delve into some universal horror. So we are going to watch. 
the classic universal film, Dracula. The Bela Lugosi. The Bela Lugosi Dracula. So uh, I imagine that uh, Jenna, while she hasn't seen this film, is going to know a lot more about this one. Than uh, she has about many about many others, but we'll it's find black out. Black and white, right? <laughs> Woo! Yes, I got well, it. But we'll all yeah, find out together <laughs> the next time. The next time we put out uh, real education, and thank you for your patience on the last couple of episodes. The holiday season's got us a little bit behind, mm-hmm. but uh, hopefully we'll be back on track uh, come the fifteenth of this month. So uh, happy twenty sixteen, happy new year, Yay. and we'll catch you next time. Yay! Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Deep, deep.